everyone. Welcome back to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass, irreverent gaming podcast from affable idiots. Idiotas afabales. Para español, toque aquí. <laughs> oh, toque aquí, abrir uh, las puertas. Toque. <laughs> hey, everyone. We talk video games and shit. Um, every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, you can put us in your ears on your favorite podcast service. You can put us in your eyes on YouTube. You can put us in your space-time continuum if you're watching right now on twitch.tv slash affableidiots. Every Sunday night at around like 8.30ish Eastern time. Like we're doing right now, everybody, today's episode is going to be brought to you by Affable Idiots, but we will talk about that in uno momento a lot longer than that from now. We have a lot of really fun stuff to talk about. We've got some follow-up to the Apple Epic Battle. We've got some uh, Call of Duty, Xbox Series X, and PS5 prices that we're going to talk about. Our game's $70 for good now. Does smart delivery even matter? Ah! Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Ack! But before we get to any of that, Holden, I'm going to let you talk about high-rise while I adjust the size of your video. So tell me about what yeah, the hell so... high-rise is. Yeah, High Rise. I was just, I just randomly was on the App Store, thinking like I should just find a mobile game to play. I don't even know why. Like I didn't play a lot of games lately. I just wanted something kind of simple to to play. And I found High Rise. It's a free to game, free to play game. Uh, you can pay to get the ads removed if you want to, but I haven't found a need to do that quite yet. Um, and basically, what it is is you have this grid. Uh, I think it's like five by five or six by six or something like that. And you are basically placing building blocks of buildings on the grid and yellow buildings if you combine the two together will make a taller yellow building and taller green buildings taller red buildings taller blue buildings but you have to position them in like the kind of the right way so the challenge starts to come when you are have already positioned a bunch of them and maybe you cut off access to grow your green tower because you had to grow the yellow tower mm. and it's it's good it's actually it's a it's a pretty fun game i'm actually kind of i'm digging it it's fun um it is again it's free so like Everyone should try it out if they have an iPhone. Just why not? It takes is it on the Google Play 30 seconds to download. You know, I don't know. Uh, I didn't want to burn my, my eyes. Windows by... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. But I didn't go to Google Play because I don't want to burn my eyes by looking at anything Google related. <laughs> Just didn't want to do that to myself. I've already looked at way too much Google this past week anyway. Um, hashtag. Why are you looking at Google? To... Yeah, I look forward to The Grind coming out this Friday. What the Ooh. hell is The Grind, Holden? The Grind is unrelated to Playtime, but The Grind is a video essay series that I'll be uh, producing, and it's breaking down in three episodes, one per week, kind of why Stadia failed ultimately. It's kind of, well, not failed, but it hasn't been as, you know, uh, awesome as we had hoped it would be to be nuts right about now? it. Well, you'll find out on Friday. I'm not going to tell you now. I want you to watch the episode. Can't wait. I also have the day off on Friday, so I'm just going to sit there waiting. Whatever. What time are we launching it? 9 a.m. Eastern? No idea. Oh, <laughs> I have man. no clue. Nice. I'm just going to play Avengers until you tell me it's out, and then I'm going to also continue <laughs> playing Avengers and watching it at the same time. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be cutting it close to Friday, but it will come out Friday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, look forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, anyway, High Rise. Uh, I actually have a link to it on my Twitter account. So if. You want to go to my Twitter account and find it. There's a link there for it. Or you can you know, go to the App Store and type in High Rise. Nice. Just, you know, Way to plug your social needs. High Rise. 
I also played Resident Evil 4, but we're not talking about that this weekend. We'll talk about that next weekend. We're not playing Resident Evil 4, but I also I, – we are playing it. We're not talking about it. <clears throat> yes, I also played Resident Evil 4, and that's all I played this week. But we're playing it because that is our backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends game, everybody. That means all of you have the duty, nay, the responsibility, no, the pleasure and option to play Resident Evil 4. Uh, along with us and we have given ourselves an extra week so we are recording it on labor day weekend our barf episode if you would like to write in tell us your thoughts on on resident evil 4 we will have plural guests i believe although we haven't let them know that we're pushing it a week and it's almost the 31st and i i don't know if they know that they're still invited <laughs> <laughs> so we may or may not have special secret people joining us uh the secret service is joining us for resident evil 4 I'm looking up how long it takes to beat our September game. Should we announce that? Oh, we've already announced on Twitter. Yes, let's announce our September game. Hello, everyone. We are playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Absolutely. We did not get early access to Forbidden West. We asked, wouldn't give it to us. Fuck. We did, Shit. however, ensure that all of you, for the low price of whatever you pay for it, can get the Frozen Wilds DLC. So <laughs> we, uh, we put that in the contract. Yes. It takes 33 hours to beat, according to howlongtobeat.com. 33 hours, and it is worth every hour. I've mm -hmm. already beat the game. You all voted, by the way. If you wanted to go vote for what we play, it is patreon.com slash respawnaimfire. You will not get the benefit of that next month in September because we're taking two months to play Horizon Zero Dawn since it's such a long game. Here's what I, I think it's the first time we've done that. First time what? We've done the two months. I think it's the first time. No, we did it for Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. That's right, Kingdom Hearts. And I feel like there was another RPG we played that took two months. I don't know. But um, I'm going to give you all a suggestion. Play with all the different weapons and use them and shoot shit so off of other things and use their own weapons against them. Hmm. I feel like this is geared towards someone in particular who may or may not be listening to this or present in the podcast itself who only uses fundamental items in the game. Let's just say you're my just favorite present on Christmas morning. <laughs> so that's it. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 4 later. But before we get to that, <clears throat> there are six days that will happen and lots of news stories, starting with our quest log of fetch quests. These are the, fest, the fetchiest... <laughs> you guys, I swear <laughs> I'm not on cocaine. These are the fetchiest of quests uh, that don't really have a huge impact, but we felt like the they were worth discussing, at least even in mentioning their title. Hi. Stumbled through that. Made it out alive, no one noticed. Hey, everyone. Elden Ring's <laughs> starved community are making their own version of the game, says Heron Cryer at US Gamer. Before we talk about this, Holden, mm -hmm. is the word community plural or singular? It's singular. You think so? Community. Starved community are making their own? I always have this oh, yeah. thought whenever I think about like, is Sony – Sony is releasing the PlayStation or Sony are releasing the PlayStation? Like, So here's this thing. I'm bad at grammar. I'm really yeah. bad at grammar. So when I do the R or is, I literally just say it out loud and go, R sounds better. So I'm going with R More here. often than not, it's right. So <laughs> Interesting. Um, but this comes from US Gamer, and they decided that it was good enough to put out, even if it's wrong. And, what, what, um, at the end of the day – the point came across, and that's the most important thing. And also, language evolves. Let's actually talk video games, though. They started yeah. out writing their own lore. People who, who want Elden Ring content 
are so starved that they're making their own game. So they started out, they wrote their own lore, they're designing their own bosses, they now have a Discord set up where they're all starting to contribute assets to this game, and they even have a very, 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 very bad-looking playable section of the game where it is a uh, it is a horribly animated character model that is naked running around a cave. <laughs> I mean, he, his arms move like this when he walks. Yes, and uh, it's terrible. It looks awful. But I mean, like, good for them. What else do they have to do during COVID? Yeah, I do have to say that some of the sound work definitely fits the kind of like a Dark Souls style game. That I do want to kind of give them props. Listen to any of it. Yeah, the sounds were, I mean, not a from software finished kind of, it's not that level. But, you know, I, I got some atmospheric vibes from the sound. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I could okay. tell they were in I, a cave. If I close my, ma- my, my mouth, if I close my eyes, I could be like, yeah, there's definitely some rocks on the walls. I'm just, I'm starved for information on this game. I really want to know. I honestly forgot about what it. what it is. We have so many Souls-like games coming that, like, I, I totally forgot it existed and I didn't even need anything about it. So, like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. But good for I them, man. Good for them. Yeah, they cool. should make this in dreams. It would be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Grounded gets a bird. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Grounded gets a bird in latest updates is Jeff Cork from Game Informer. Uh the bird gives you feathers. And they can you can use them to craft outfits and items. I assume that if you can get feathers from the bird, you also can kill the bird. Because that's oh, how I don't you know. like. It's... If you get shit from ants to build items, you have to kill the ant to get it. I I, I have no idea. People are also speculating maybe the birds are going to eat the spiders. Ooh. Uh, I was not a fan of this game, but uh, you all loved your little wieners off about it. So I don't know. I feel like... I'm. I want to play it. There's part of me that wants on Thursday night, on game night, to let you all do another ground. No, we're doing that other iOS game that Ryan suggested. Yes. That's what we're doing. Fuck yeah. And it's downloaded, and I have it, so no turn it back. Good. It's impossible. Good tits. Um, Great. Go play a bird. (laughs) Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. Boring old toast got you down. Put a bird on it. I'm going to paint a bird on this bird. (sighs) Oh, that got in my eyes. I'm going to rein it in, everyone. I'm going to rein it in. Bring it in. <laughs> hey, The Last Campfire, which is the journey ripoff from Hello Games. Uh, it's now available for Xbox One, says Major Nelson. And by journey ripoff, I mean the character model looks exactly like the journey one, but also like it looks like a really dope indie game. It is available for Xbox One. You can get it. It's 15 bucks. It is out, ready to go. Hello Games. You, of course, know them from No Man's Sky, but this is a completely different direction type of game, it looks like. Side note. It is also available on Apple Arcade. Now, some people are like, oh, great. I have Apple Arcade. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go ahead and play that. And then the rest of the world, aside from that one person, says, oh, cool. Maybe I'll consider getting Apple Arcade again for a month. Now, normally that's Cheaper like, Cheaper than oh, buying great. it. It is, it is. Yeah, $5 for Apple Arcade is – or $5.99? I don't remember. Is cheaper than buying it for 15 bucks. But there is a caveat. If you're one of those people who's like – I'll wait till it comes to Xbox Game Pass because it seems like a dead ringer for Xbox Game Pass. Part of the contract that Hello Games has to sign for to be on Apple Arcade is that that game will never be featured in any other subscription service ever. So give up hopes for ever playing The Last Campfire on Xbox Game Pass. 
Apple is just trying to create a monopoly on the last campfire God. so that no one else can have the last campfire. I did read an article it's a about monopoly. this, though. I did read an article about this that where Sean Murray said that the last campfire was actually designed with iOS in mind. They started designing it in 2016, and the first prototypes were made on iPad and iOS. And so it was made with touchscreen controls in mind first. Huh. And then, so like, it was always intended for, for mobile. And then they also added console playability later. So hopefully that means that interacting with it on mobile doesn't feel terrible and it doesn't feel like it was just shoehorned onto a platform. I'd rather it go in that direction because I can't stand it when they try to shoehorn touch controls onto a screen. Like, like for example, when I was going through the um, community blog for Stadia and they're like, you know, it has touchscreen controls on Android now. And I'm like, but who's ever going to want to play a game like that? It looks right. awful. <laughs> it's so terrible. So it's good to know they went the other direction. Yeah. Next up, Ghosts of Tsushima, another game that just didn't quite click for me. I really want it to. Maybe that's a game I'll try to play before Game of the Year discussion. It's good. <clears throat> it's good. It is sold 1.9 M digital units. That's million for all you lay people. Digital units in July, says Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz, who has blocked Holden on Twitter. How crazy yeah. is that? That you got blocked by Rebecca yeah. Valentine? <laughs> what did you show her? Your yep. nipples or something? <laughs> I rebutted a point she made, and I guess she didn't like it. <laughs> uh, good for Ghost. We we know that especially during COVID, but also being 2020, digital sales are up a ton. Um, so to see that in the month of July, it was only out for the last half of July, not even half. It was able to sell almost 2 million copies digitally, which is great. It's good shit. I highly recommend it. That's what everyone says, and I yep. – I believe that I am probably the outlier in saying that I, it, I just didn't do it. You're a me. monster. You shouldn't. I'm a why? Monster. You can't mention Ghost of Shima anymore. You're a monster. It's right, not right. I'm gonna mention Ghoul of Tokyo. Ghoul of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the initiative is working on. Microsoft's gonna release Ghoul of Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a competitor to Ghostwire Tokyo and Ghost of Tsushima. Next up, <laughs> Sony begins invite only. One per customer, PS5 pre-orders, says James Batchelor at gamesindustry.biz. Hold on, let me walk you through this. This is a big headache and a half, and it's a big old cock tease. On Sony's website, they put out a form that says, hey, we want to offer some of our longest fans, not longest fans, like, hi, I'm seven feet long. <laughs> We would have, we would have made height available. based first. <laughs> we would have made available for some of our most dedicated fans. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just, Mark Swiss is going to come to your house, get a tape measure, measure your height, and then take a picture of your ear. And then, just too many things about the body and this yes. PS5 thing is weird. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Our most dedicated fans, we're going to offer you the opportunity at first shot at pre-ordering PS5 directly from Sony rather than going through Best Buy or anything like that. Uh, but here's how it works. You go in, and you sign up with your just your PSN ID. So whatever you are on the PSN. That way they know you have an account. They know that you've been a customer for X number of years. And then you sit there and hope that they send you an email sometime. There's no, there's no like, obviously Sony has not announced a date for pre-orders, nor have they even announced a price for pre-orders. So you're sitting there and they said, you will get an email when it is your time to pre-order. And if we don't email you, you were not selected. So like, they don't even send you a, hey, thank you, but you can stop checking your inbox all the time now. 
they just say, whatever, dude. We're not going to tell you anything. Anyway, so here's here's how it goes. We're all now just checking our junk box for like every single five minutes for the rest of time. Because when it opens, they say, you will have a limited window in which you can pre-order your PS5. Make sure Your time will be in the email uh, that it ends. So I'm assuming that means that when I get the email, I am immediately able to sign up for it. Or I'm immediately able to, to pre-order it. And it is a first-come, first-serve. You can only get one PS5. Uh, you have to choose which flavor you want, disc or discless. And then you can order up to two of each accessory. The other accessories are able to... You can order as many as you want later at a different date outside of this. But uh, the console itself, you're limited to one. What a big old tease. Secondly... Now, the second piece of shit part of this comes from Kotaku.com. Whose headline for the article about this says, PS5 pre-orders go live. <laughs> Which I saw That's that yesterday. Deceiving. It is so deceiving. I saw that yesterday in the news app, and I was just scrolling through like Kotaku, and, uh, and I literally shouted. I went, ah! And then I tapped on it, and I saw it was posted two days ago, and it's just detailing this process. This, that person who wrote that, I didn't look at their name because if yeah. I saw their name, I would have to find their address and kill them. And I just, I, I'm I exercising They would block restraint. you on Twitter. They would block <laughs> me, yes. Um, just kidding. I, I do not advocate murder. I do not advocate tracking people down and, and hazing them. Of course. But still, that was rude, Kotaku. That was rude. Kotaku's really yeah, gone that's... downhill since Jason Schreier left. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what Jason Schreier's Kotaku would have done. The other thing, too, is the price isn't known still. And I think it's weird to start letting people know that pre-orders are starting, but the price isn't out yet. And like, this isn't a luxury product where it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, if you have to ask the price, then you can't afford it. It's a consumer product. <laughs> yeah. They should have the price of this. That way, you know when you get the email, I need to have this much money in my bank account. Because they're also giving you a limited time that they haven't let anyone know what that time frame is. Yeah. To get the console. It's like, what if I need to move money from an account or something like that? I don't have a need to know how much money I need to move, how much time I need. It, this is just a strange process. And I feel like the game of chicken for pricing has just gone on way longer so than it should have. It's, it's so ridiculous. Um, and I, I think it was Tim Geddes pointed out that like the Switch, we didn't know about these details until like within 50 days of, of the launch. But Nintendo didn't put pre-orders out for their console. Technically, Sony hasn't either. They just put if you <laughs> right. if you want to get invited to maybe pre-order it. This is basically Sony doing the you up. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's you a up. Call. Yeah, uh, my... and then you don't respond yet. You're like, yeah, I'm up, and they don't respond until they decide <laughs> to, to to get back to you. My assumption is on the back end of this is that obviously PR and marketing has decided that we are not yet announcing pre-order dates. We are not yet announcing. <clears throat> the price of the console, but there's some division of Sony that needs to know interest and needs to be able to gauge that for production so they know how many to, to have at launch and things like that. So they are using this as a way to say, all right, the people who we know are probably going to buy one on day one will buy it no matter what the price is. They're probably already dedicated PlayStation owners. So let's tap into that market to just gauge interest. Get, see how many email submissions or how many PSN 90s we get submitted so that we get a little bit of an idea of how many of these things to produce for November? Still a shitty thing to do to me. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the way they did this. This whole this whole next gen. Well, actually, we'll talk about this in the main quest, kind of, because oh, I have some nice. connections to this with the main quest and That's Gamescom, nice. that kind of stuff. Let's move on from Sony, just for for a tit, just for a tat. 
moving on to Microsoft, our Microsoft Quest Log, where we talk about all things Xbox and Microsoft related. Starting with Microsoft's mysterious Initiative Studio hires Crystal Dynamics Bungie alumni, says Jordan Oleman at IGN. Uh, so if you are unfamiliar, the initiative is their new quadruple-A studio that they formed uh, two years ago, I believe. It was announced at E3. And uh, so they're, they're pulling a, a lot of big names from Bungie and from Crystal Dynamics. The new hires that they're bringing in have, have worked on such titles as Destiny 2, Electric Boogaloo, GTA 4, Electric Horror, <laughs> Tomb Raider. Hey, Chad. Yeah. Did we, we didn't do a clapdown or record in Logic, did we? You were correct, but uh, I just noticed that myself right now as well, and we're just going to use the audio from this. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just looked down and I'm like, oh no. All right, cool. Just, all right, we're on the same page, so let's keep going. Yep. Let's keep Woo-hoo. going. Wahoo. Uh, so Wah-hoo. Tomb Raider and Marvel's Avengers and more. So some big name is coming to the initiative. Following up on that, the initiative reportedly working on new Perfect Dark game. <gasps> Joanna Dark? Tiny Alien Elvis? Says Logan Moore at Dual Shockers. Jeff Grubb, Jeffy Jeffy Grubb Grubb, if you're a kind of funny best friend, who seems to be throwing out new predictions every week, claims that a new game in the Perfect Dark universe is being made at the initiative. I wrote predictions. I meant to say leaks. I think leaks is a better way, but he's not predicting it's going to happen. It's a leak. There are... I believe Jeff Grubb was one of the ones saying that like, we would know pre-order details or pricing details, or something like that. A few weeks ago, he said, in three weeks, we'll have pricing details on this, and pre-orders will be av- av- not available, but we'll know about them. It didn't fucking happen, Jeff, Jeff Grub Grub. Yeah, I know I hear you. I think that like he might have gotten bad information, maybe, or like information just changing so fast within Sony, because yeah. that game would thicken intense. Um, yeah, so I don't, I've never played Perfect Dark before. Have you? Yes, it was uh, probably, as a kid, what I spent most of my time doing. It okay. is it is the same team I believe who did Goldeneye, and mm-hmm. it, it it's a rare game. It was on Nintendo sixty four, and it is basically like all the maps are basically just reskinned Goldeneye maps for multiplayer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it it's a horrible. dope game. It's it sounds really, really bad, actually. It's really is great. it really? And in fact, it's actually the better version of Goldeneye. Just saying. That. You know, I can believe that because hot take here. I think Goldeneye is kind of super overrated. Yeah, it is a little bit. It is a little bit. It's very much over. And also, this is what they did after GoldenEye, which means that they had all the things that were like, mm, pff, we should have done that different in GoldenEye. Now you can do that in Perfect Dark. And then Xbox 360 launched with Perfect Dark Zero, which was a big fat stinker. Um, This can't be a stinker. No, it cannot. It has to be it quite cannot. a play. Uh, no, what I think do you that's... think that really means? Does that mean like Naughty Dog Caliber? Is that what that means to you? Because that's kind of what I take it as. If it's a Naughty Dog caliber game, Perfect Dark is not the game to make. Okay. Because Perfect Dark is like, like there literally is an alien, a little Martian that's three foot tall. His name is Elvis. And like, he's your partner and you have to do escort missions and shit like that. With Like, it's not, it's not that type of game. So it, I don't know. Maybe they're changing the tone of it and completely rebooting the franchise. But it's, it's a, it's a kind of silly secret agent alien killing all the aliens and shit like that game. Okay. Next up, two things about Halo Infinite. Some rumors going on out there that need to be shot down. Number one, Halo Infinite may not release on Xbox One, says Dennis Patrick at Game Ranks. Apparently on Reset Era, which again, we all know is reliable. It's an anonymous Very source. Very reliable. 
Uh, it says 343 struggles to maintain good performance on Xbox One and is now considering a PC slash Series X only release. However, Matt Kim and IGN reports Halo Infinite colon no plans to delay until 2022 or remove Xbox One support. Community manager, manager John Jonasek of 343 made a statement on Twitter regarding the rumors and he says, quote, we're seeing lots of fake, quote, leaks out there. So please, don't believe everything you read. There are no plans to change our 2021 release or the devices and platforms we'll be supporting. We are building Halo Infinite to be the best it can be on each device slash platform. That's it. Holden, thank you for not paying attention while I read and instead impersonating me online. That's identity theft. And... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Welcome, Dallas, in the chat. Welcome, whomever that anonymous affable idiot is in the chat as well. Oh, <laughs> spoopy. Yeah, as soon as I saw the first leak here that it's not going to be an Xbox One, I'm like, bullshit. I don't believe that rumor for a second. There's yeah. no way that Phil Spencer would be pushing the generationless future, be pushing that next-gen games aren't going to be held back by Xbox One games, and then take away their next huge game away from the current gen- or the next generation. Like I'm like, no, there's just no way. The PR would look so, bar- so bad terrible. on that. They, they would it, it would really really damage the Xbox brand, I think. At least the perception of it. The console would still be f- fine, of course. Um I'm just like I don't believe it. There's no way. Yep. Concur doctor. In the meantime, you however. 2022, I I can still see it getting delayed possibly. They were firm about holiday. I did see some little grumblings, but again, these could be other rumors just like this, that it has already been pushed to holiday 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, So a full year delay. But, which is is fun because even, what was that, a month ago now? They were like, we are very sure it's coming out in three months, even if it launches partially. I just want to say that uh, DFN Smitty, Dallas is saying some very contradictory things about Halo in the chat. He says Halo sucks, and then he says Halo blows. Sucking and blowing are literally the opposite. Literal actions. opposites. He also writes, "Ha ha 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 ha." <laughs> Just saying, can't trust the thing. No elaboration. That's, just, that's all he said. <laughs> uh, yeah. In the meantime, that gives us even more time to uh, go back and play all the Halo games, Master Chief Collection. Brent just found his Xbox, and by found, I mean like I don't know what happened to it, but it's here now. Matt has his Xbox because he's a responsible adult who doesn't lose things. <laughs> I've got mine. There's four players in online Halo campaign, Holden. Speaking of that, that reminds me, I did play Tony Hawk this week. You played THPS? Yeah, I played the demo. So it was at Matt's house, and I really sucked at it. I was really terrible. Really, Aww. really, really terrible. I hit a lot of walls. I, I fell a lot. Um, yeah. That's, I mean, I honestly, both go to a skate park, and all you're doing is watching a lot of teenagers do that same thing in real life. You basically were Tony Hawk. I was. Dallas, yeah, you got an Xbox, but we know how you feel about it. We know that you think it both sucks and blows. Next up, our <laughs> Nintendo Quest log. Hey, all There might be a new Nintendo Switch on the horizon. Report. 4K-capable Nintendo Switch in the works for 2021, says Kimberly Wallace at Game Informer. Rumors from Bloomberg. We mentioned Jason Trier earlier. This comes from him again. And Bloomberg claimed the updated Switch will arrive in 2021 with 4K capabilities, increased performance, and a new lineup of games. Now, Holden, there's part of me that believes in part of this. 
I do think that they are holding back some titles, like maybe Metroid, the collection, or the new one, uh, Pikmin 4 that's been done for eight years. I, I think they might be holding some stuff back to launch a new console with, similar like what they did with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, so if they launch a new device and it's like, hey, we have this new product, here's a reason why you should buy it, because the Metroid Prime Trilogy looks awesome in 4K. Uh, the one thing that gives me pause is that I, I honestly, like, 4K is so standard now in video game consoles. It is the thing that Sony and Microsoft are pushing for this next one. 4K frame rates, all this shit. But I still think it's too early for Nintendo to go 4K. Yeah, I, I don't, I just can't see Mario Odyssey being better because it's in 4K. It's just not the kind of games that Nintendo makes. So like that part doesn't really excite me that much. It, it, to me, for, first of all, I totally believe the rumor. Uh, I, I covered, I talked about this, a, you know, a while ago when before the Switch Lite came out, that Nintendo releases new hardware every two years. It's like clockwork. Every two years they release new hardware. I mean, think about 3DS, the 3DS XLs, the new 3DSs, the 2DSs. Like every two years they have new hardware. So I completely buy this. I think it's totally possible, and I think like the lineup of new games. Um, makes it sound like it's like a next generation Switch. I think it's going to be like the new Nintendo 3DS, where yeah. yeah, you could get Majora's Mask and you could do some cool new things with it because it had the C stick on it, um, like things like that. Where like, you know, a Breath of the Wild might have some additional benefit to it, or Breath of the Wild 2, or yeah. Metroid Prime 4 might, um, but it's not going to be exclusive to that new device. But maybe there will be because then again, with new 3DS, there was Xenoblade Chronicles. 3d and that was exclusive to new 3d so like i don't know like I, it could go a few ways but i feel like this is more about being able to handle ports of next-gen games and just being better positioned for that yeah um, because that's really important for nintendo is having the portable version it doesn't look as good it doesn't run at 60 frames per second run at 30 but you can take it with you and that's kind of Nintendo's thing right now. So I can see them doing this. But I think it's not going to be as massive as you think it's going to be. If you have a current generation Switch, you're probably still going to keep that Switch unless you're like a really super hardcore Nintendo person. So we'll see. I I totally forgot how big of an upgrade the new Nintendo 3DS was. Because mm -hmm. I, I forgot that it did add the, the C-Stick. Like you did not have that second that second analog yeah. stick. And then it also, the you know, processor upgrade, it had eye tracking for better 3d it worked on way the, on better the, too so much better i remember the original yeah. 3ds you had to like position your head in a specific spot whereas this you could be in a lot of different areas and it would just track your eyes through the camera yeah here's the thing same joy cons because that'd be a big bummer i can't oh, imagine of course the same joy cons they use the wii remotes on the wii u you got a notification on your phone that's recording i can't see it but it's like a alert you might want to i put it in do that. not disturb so if it's notifying uh, me right now, I'm going to throw up. It thinks something wants your location and, like, make sure. So. It doesn't even matter. So I still look good on the stream. My face is still moving. I'm still talking. Our pets' heads are falling off. Moving on to third-party quest log. <clears throat> <clears throat> you can also clear your throat. <clears throat> Go. We'll wait. <clears throat> Hold on. We stopped clearing our throats so they can clear their throats. No, I still had some more stuff to do. Okay. <clears throat> I'm good continue. now, though. <clears throat> Judge issues restraining order protecting Unreal Engine development on iOS, says Kyle Orland at Ars Technica. 
we talked about this for the past two weeks and how it's a really shitty thing that the Unreal Engine that so many other developers rely upon for iOS got caught up in this whole epic Apple battle. Uh, so we have good news and bad news. Good news, that part is safe. Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers made additional rulings in that case saying, hey, you cannot suspend the developer account for the Unreal Engine. That has to remain. They have to still be able to develop for iOS on Unreal. However, Epic Games... It creates Fortnite and things like uh, they were also developing. They were also responsible for um, what's the Infinity, Infinity Blade? Blade? Yeah. Uh, so all of those games, their account has been suspended. Um, that is still going on while they're under under the the while they're in court. The judge basically made this decision because quote the current predicament the current predicament appears of Epic's own making. So, like, Epic could just say, hey, we could go back and continue abiding by the rules while the court case goes on, and they decided not to. So, the judge is like, you're totally in the right. Go ahead. Block them. The next public hearing is scheduled for September 28th, so it's probably going to be at least a month before we hear any kind of resolution about whether Fortnite's coming back to those devices. Yeah, I'm happy that the kind of smaller developers aren't hurt by by this. 100%. Last week, he kind of talked about, and I believe we were in agreement on it, I'll just see from my own perspective at least, that Epic shouldn't have been playing with fire to that extent to hurt the, the third-party developers. I think what I didn't know at the time is that that's a different organization. There's basically Epic is Fortnite, and then Epic International is is Unreal. So it's kind of like the overreach. I do remember that when Facebook kind of violated privacy rules with the Test Flight app on iOS for beta software, mm-hmm. that Apple just got rid of all affiliated accounts to, to Facebook. So they've done that before. I don't necessarily agree with. Um, I, I just, I, def, I, I guess, I don't know where I fall yet on like if it's okay to go after the affiliated accounts, because it kind of gives bigger businesses an unfair advantage to be like, well, we paid for multiple different accounts. We could, you know, we have the LLCs for all these different corporations that we can do this, and smaller developers really can't or don't have that kind of advantage, right. um, or the means to juggle those kinds of institutions. Um, so yeah, I don't already fall on that yet, but I, I overall I think it's just best the judge made this call anyway because it would not be great to hurt them. Yeah, but also still fuck Epic because they started this whole mess. I'm, not, I'm on that train still. <laughs> um, there is a statement from Apple about it. This comes from Apple Terminate. Apple terminates Epic's developer account as promised. Says Rebecca Valentine, blocker of Holden Depardo from GamesIndustry.biz. The statement says, "Quote: We are disappointed that we have had to terminate the Epic game- Epic Games account on the App Store." We have worked with the team at Epic Games for many years on their launches and releases. We hope that we can work together again in the future, but unfortunately, that is not possible today. A very good PR answer. Yep. Uh, and at the same and time... And I believe them. Yeah. I'll take it back. I mean, honestly, yeah. But the very same day, featured PUBG Mobile in the first... Oh, yeah. The I, App Store. That. <laughs> I thought that was kind of petty. I, it wasn't like a... I don't know. I I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a nice touch. <laughs> I just feel like it's I, I, I it definitely is it's definitely a clever move for sure. And um, here's the thing. People are people are going to be looking for Fortnite and they want an alternative. They're like, I'm on my phone. I want to play something. That's true. It's not available. Well, pff, why not highlight PUBG? It's yeah. Although there's and also it, Call of Duty Mobile on there, too. But I don't know if that's Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, and to be fair as well, it actually is a significant update to PUBG. It's not like they just randomly were like, hey, by right. the way, let's put. You know, PUBG up there. So this is probably in the works for a little while. I, I don't know. I guess like 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm afraid the judge might be like, hey, that like you are playing with fire now, Apple. You should have just remained calm and stoic during this whole process. You should have been Qui-Gon Jinn and super <laughs> stoic the entire time. Yeah, you should have been but Obi-Wan they... Kenobi and let your bitch ass just get cut down for no reason. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I don't understand that part of the Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Uh, oh, Dallas says I look great on the stream. Dallas, if I could kiss you on the mouth right now, I would. Next up, Call of Duty's PS5 and Xbox Series X upgrades explained how to avoid paying twice. Says Taylor <laughs> Lyles from The Verge. <sighs> Holden, this is confusing. When we announced Smart Delivery, us, as Respawn Name Fire, announced Smart Delivery <laughs> In for partnership Xbox, with Xbox. <laughs> I was so happy because I said, you know what this means? It means no more $10 upgrades for cross-gen titles. And then NBA 2K came out and said, we're going to fuck everything up. And we're like, it's okay. It's just a one-off. They're known for doing shitty things. And then Call of Duty comes out and they fuck everything up. And not only do they make it a very difficult process, but they also make it super convoluted in that, like, if you buy it physically versus digitally, it's different. If you buy it physically, you can upgrade to digital. If you buy it digital, you can upgrade to digital. But if you buy it on Xbox physical, you can't. Let's walk you through how shitty it is. First of all, the buying experience changes whether you're buying it on PlayStation or Xbox. Here's what you can do on PlayStation. You can get a physical disc for PS4 that costs you 60 bucks. If you want to upgrade later to PS5, you can do that with a digital purchase of $10 on the PSN. So $70 game. Ultimately, this all comes down to Call of Duty wants you to pay 70 bucks for their next gen version of things. So physical with a digital upgrade. You can also get a digital edition that you can then digitally upgrade later for 10 bucks. You can also get a physical next-gen version version for $70. You can also get a cross-gen bundle that includes the PS4 and the PS5 version for $70. So ultimately, it comes down to if you want it on next-gen, you can get it for $70. No matter how you buy it today, you will have the option to pay $10 to upgrade it. But wait. It gets worse. It gets worse. Let's say you're an Xbox gamer. Just a little hypothetical for you. You can get the digital version on Xbox, and it does exactly the same thing as PlayStation. You buy the old one, it upgrades it to the Series X enhancements for $10. If you buy a physical version, you cannot upgrade it. That's it. You, you do not have the $10 upgrade option for Series X enhancements, even though, theoretically, the same exact disc on all Xbox consoles should work from Series X to Xbox One. The, that disc is supposed to be universal. That's the whole point of the Xbox platform. You cannot upgrade it. You have to buy a brand new $70 copy after you bought your $60 copy physically. Uh, the Xbox One, the original gen disc, will still work in the Series X, but you won't get any of the next gen upgrades. What was the point of smart delivery? Because Sony has shut their mouth on that and not really. We were uncertain of what it was going to look like, and they have the better deal here with Activision. Why would Xbox let this slip past them? Like, it, it makes me question smart delivery in a really big way. Yeah. It's very confusing. It's also 
Call of Duty won so much goodwill when they came out and said, we're the next big thing offering cross-play across different mm-hmm. platforms. And I thought that was Activision taking a huge step forward in being consumer-focused. And then they go out and they're like, you guys want a fucking terrible way to buy your games? <laughs> we got it. You know what also sucks? Is that on PS4, if you buy the physical edition on PS4 and you upgrade it to digital, you have to have a physical disc drive on your PS5. Like, you have to make sure you get that one because you have to have the PS4 disc in the thing for it to play the upgraded version. And I can see a lot of people not knowing that and getting totally screwed. Which is why you should always buy digital. Always. Always. After all this time. So um, I, I just this kind of I know this isn't like I don't think this is Microsoft's direct fault, but it just I feel like what's ha- it's been happening in the past like month or so is they started off so strong. They had all these super consumer friendly things and the promise has kind of become a little dilapidated over time Whereas Sony. I was extremely critical of it first. I just didn't think they were handling the next gen launch that well, or the announcements that well, and they've just slowly gotten better. Not that this is like great for Sony either, but I just feel like they kind of been getting the upper hand in subtle ways like this, kind of consistently lately. You gotta wonder if and, this is something that PlayStation, like this, I I can't imagine that it works this way. But there's always that thought in the back of your head, like did PlayStation pay for this advantage? I was thinking that too. Because they have worked with Activision for Call of Duty specifically. There are rumors that are very likely true that Call of Duty Cold War or Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War is going to have exclusive content to PlayStation. Maybe this is part of the deal. You can't offer physical upgrades because they can't stop digital upgrades. That just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. But they need to stop physical upgrades. I, I, I don't know. I think that would be weird of Sony to do. But it, I agree. It's in the back of my head as well. You know what? I totally forgot about this. A few – it was like maybe a month, six weeks ago. Do you remember when Xbox finally put its foot down and said, by the way, this is how smart delivery works. You are not allowed. You're basically not allowed to do the $10 upgrade to unlock Series X stuff. That's probably oh, what this yeah. is. They're probably not allowed to do that. They're not allowed to have a physical disc and then just pay to unlock the extra frame rate because Microsoft yeah. put their foot down. And Activision would rather screw over their audience than play by Microsoft's rules. This is playing by Microsoft's rules. I know, but well, they're but they're not allowing. They're not just doing a normal upgrade, like a, a free upgrade. They're saying, well, we're not going to play Microsoft's smart delivery rule and doing right, a free upgrade. Exactly. We, gonna we're just going to go our own way because we we can't do the ten dollars charge. It's a very epic thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So, and PlayStation didn't make that distinction, which is why they have the ten dollar upgrade pass. Mm-hmm. But Xbox says you specifically cannot charge for Series X enhancements. Yeah, you're right. So what I, what I initially thought was like, man, Activision, you fucked everything up, was like, Xbox kind of messed this up a little bit, and then you took the low road. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It's a shame, because this was supposed to be... I, I really figured this was going to be the smoothest transition. We were away from a lot of that garbage before, and it's this is more complicated than, than it was last time. Hopefully... And I'm kind of curious how behind the scenes this worked. Maybe it's just that Microsoft started the negotiations for this stuff too late. Because how long has 
Activision been working on this Call of Duty game and expecting yeah. to launch it on next gen? Did Microsoft say three years ago, hey, by the way, we're going to have you guys, you know, offering free upgrades to a smart delivery service that might not even been in the cards because no. it's not really so much a technology thing. It's more of a philosophy. They were going to do the upgrades anyway. It's not like they weren't going to make the next gen upgrades to the game. They knew this was going to be a cross generation title. It was basically kind of stepping in at some point during the development of this game and saying, hey, by the way, we're going to do it this way. That must interfere with the business model of these companies a lot. So hopefully next 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 gen is better on this because they'll know this is going to be coming. Uh, it'll probably hopefully. be just as bad. <laughs> but this is more this is more fuel to the fire for like $70 games becoming the norm, which again, I'm not totally opposed I'm okay to with. Though. Yeah, I'm OK yeah, with $70 for next gen being the, the norm. But I just wish they were clearer about it. They didn't make it so damn confusing. Mm -hmm. And at least they're not doing what EA did. And maybe EA tracked this back. I can't remember. But the whole you have to if you buy the game before this date and then you have to upgrade and buy your new console yeah. before like a, a March 31st or something like that. At least they're not doing that to my knowledge. Yeah. So at least there's that kind of silver lead uh, silver lining. The interesting thing here is also the release date of Call of Duty being i think it's something like november 13th mm -hmm. um if you if you want to buy it physically on series x you cannot upgrade the two so that means you'll need to buy the series x version of it which means really if someone is a call of duty fan and they want to be in on day one series x has to be out by the 13th of november so we mm -hmm. have like a two day or two week launch window i can see call of duty come out the same day as xbox i can see that happening yeah it's it's feasible. It's feasible. Uh, let's wrap that conversation up and move right along to Affable Idiots. Holden, Affable Idiots is the brand under which we fall. <gasps> Respawn Name Fire, our sister podcast, AAWI, and also with you. Another, some water, we're back. another one that's kind of in the works, maybe? About movies? Who knows? Uh, that's All of this is coming. We want to bring a lot more things to you, but we need your support. Um, we need to know that we're not shouting into a void, although... Speaking of, go listen to Shouting in Place, where you will literally shout into a void. It's great. Um, uh, yeah, we need your support. And the way that you can show us that you support us is by going over to YouTube.com slash a bunch of numbers and letters and shit, which I have linked in the description, and subscribing to us there. When we get to 100 there, we can finally get a little vanity name, a little slash respawning fire, slash affable idiots, slash AAWI. We need all three of those. And for those of you, we have 30 on respawning fire. We have 13? On AAWI right now, there are 17 of you who are being little shits, and there are a lot more of you listening to this over that 30 who have not gone subscribed. I don't give a shit if you don't have a YouTube account. You make one. You fucking do this for us. Do you love us? Are you even our lifelong friends? I'm just kidding. I love you so much, and thank you so much for your support. Welcome back. I'm not going to emotionally abuse you guys. We love you regardless. <laughs> <laughs> regardless, irregardless, irregardlessly. You can also go to podcast services wherever you find us and go boop, boop, boop. I, I was listening to us edit. I was editing last week's episode and I said, rate us five stars or if they rate you in cake, give us five cakes. And I laughed out loud editing it again because I just forgot that I'm so funny. But really, give us five cakes. Go and uh, give us a little, a little word of affirmation. That's a little love language. And then finally, if you want to support us with money, well, you can do that at patreon.com slash fire, where you can get dope wallpapers for all your devices. You can influence what we play. Y'all just voted for Horizon Zero Dawn for Barf. And 
you can play with us on game nights, which this week is a fun ass looking deceptive mobile game whose name I forgot that we will announce on Twitter and Patreon very shortly. I have um, it right here. I have it right here. Great, 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 great. It's gonna be good. It's gonna it be is... good. Oh shit. We it's have called up to ten players. And Ryan might be playing this week. It was his suggestion. Thank you, Ryan Fitzgerald. Everyone, go listen to his podcast. I have a baby now and I don't have time to podcast. Among Us. Among Us. There's that episode of South Park where they figure out that mung is the juices that come out of a pregnant woman's hoo-ha when you press on her belly. Among Us. Very nice. Hold on, let's move on to our main quest where we are talking about Gamescom's opening night live from Jeff Keighley. This is year number two, the second annual I could do a good kiss. <laughs> Actually, this is this is something in no, this is that's something in Korean. I think this is fuck you in Korea. That's extreme. Um, it is like extreme. that's a lot of steps to like it is. I mean, like we have one finger. And then yeah. Britain's like see that finger? I'll raise you a finger, two fingers. And then Korea's like, Yeah, I'm gonna fucking lick your asshole. And show you <laughs> You also can't be like you can go like fuck you and like hold the finger you can't be like and try to like stick your tongue out at the same time you don't know what fuck you is in korean so it it could be something very easy to say with your tongue out that's true like many words it could be easy to say i believe a tonal language so your inflection and some vowels might count i don't know (laughs) moving on holden there's a recap of everything that happened at gamescom opening night live 2020 from chris carter destructoid pause we're not going to read all of these headlines. We're not going to talk no. about all of these games. It was two hours of content that should have been 30 minutes of content. Let's talk about what we thought was important or noteworthy. I'm going to give you first pass at this list and bring up anything that you thought looked dope that you are interested in. There is one thing and literally one thing only I am excited about. I didn't watch this event. I looked at the list of the stuff and I'm like, okay, I already saw the stuff I wanted to see in the one video I watched. And that was the Ratchet and Clank apart demo. And that's it. That's, that's all that, like, in this, I was like, oh, yeah, that was worth it. Um, it was mostly the same gameplay footage that we it saw. It was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was a little bit longer. consecutive minutes rather than yeah. jumping back and forth. Still looks damn fucking gorgeous, though. It does look good. And I need to – they announced there that it is a launch window game for PlayStation. Uh, they did not announce what that window was, but it was a launch window. I think that means Jeff early Keely. 2021. Probably early. Yeah, it's, it's probably yeah. the like Sucker Punch February window where uh, Infamous Sun, Second Sun released. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Demon Souls has kind of had that pretty convincing. I want to say it wasn't convincing. I was convinced based on the rating that happened in South Korea that it was going to be sooner rather than later. So Again, we're going to react all over this podcast. <laughs> we're going to have a pretty packed kind of launch window. And Destiny 2 Beyond Light launches November 10th. So excited. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm going to call out a couple of other things. One, I'm not going to play this because I'm not a Sims person, but I thought it was really cool that Star Wars has Star Wars content coming to The Sims 4. That was really cool. Just just a smart move in general. Yeah. People like to dress up as Star Wars stuff to begin with, let alone their Sims. Yep. And EA wants Sims to still be a thing. And they want to learn that Star so Wars contract. Many filthy casuals <laughs> who still play The Sims. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Twelve minutes. Oh my god! Twelve minutes. That indie game where it's top down. 
Uh, it looks really, really dope. They showed it off several times in the last 100,000 years. But they announced that there are three really killer voice acting talents now on the game. Willem Dafoe is in it. Um, uh, fucking James McAvoy is in it. And speaking of Star Wars, Daisy Ridley, one of my, oh my God, I can't believe I have not. I'm going to stop right there. Daisy Ridley's in it as well. <laughs> I, I was already looking forward to playing 12 Minutes. Now it is a must-play game for me. Fucking Daisy Ridley, Holden. I just want to lick all of her. That's all Fucking I want. Fucking William Defoe and James McAvoy as well. I just saw um, Glass recently. That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but James McAvoy is a good actor, even though the movie is only just interesting, which according to Kevin Smith in Hollywood means I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but I did see William Defoe in the Lighthouse recently, and that movie was fucking awesome. So good. You liked it? Oh, loved it. Good. Yeah. I fell asleep through like 15 minutes towards the beginning of it, and then I didn't get the rest of the shit. And I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. Oh, Some dude's yeah. jerking off in a bucket to an invisible mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I listened to the Average Nobody's podcast. Go check them out. Matt Vieira, Matt from Rhode Island, is on that one. And uh, they watched it recently, and he. Didn't like it at first, but then it grew on him, and now he like really likes it. That was good shit. Anyways, um, honestly, Willem Dafoe's best role is Green Goblin. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple of other things. Uh, the World of Warcraft Shadowlands stuff was boring as fuck. Just wanted to throw that out there. Um, the Call of Duty stuff. So Call of Duty, they had their event. They showed off a little bit more. I just want to talk just for a moment about... What your thoughts are on Call of Duty, or as, as it's abbreviated, Cod Blops Cow. Call of Duty Black Ops <laughs> Cold War. Uh, and, and their campaign. What, do, what are your thoughts on this? So, are you asking about the trailer specifically? Because <laughs> I have thoughts on well, the trailer. Well, the trailer, as well as the subject matter that it's tackling, the conspiracy theories, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm so, not a history person, so I don't know most of this. I just thought it looked like a dope game. And I was like, hey, I recognize Ronnie Reagan. So, the little thing about me. It's just like a hobby. I like conspiracy theories. So I was aware of that video beforehand. So when I saw the trailer, and I'm like, why is that in like the Call of Duty trailer? It was very strange to me. I because I, I went on Twitter, I'm like, that's a real that's like a real interview, guys. It's not like they paid some dude to go in a studio and like pretend to be this like KGB defect. Like, that's an actual interview. I'm not saying the contents are real. I'm be very careful there. I'm not saying the contents <laughs> are real. Um, but it was really weird, and I do think it was like we talk about how like putting politics in games and I think it's kind of good to um, uh, for games to kind of explore that. And I just think this was an irresponsible way of doing that saying like, here's this kind of conspiracy theory that I don't doubt the guy's a KGB defector at all, but there's no way to prove that the claims that he's making link to today in any way, shape or form. There's no way to prove it. And then to put that and say, know your history as if yeah. like it's fact I thought was really irresponsible of them to do. It would be like the equivalent of putting like 9-11 truthers. 9-11 was an inside job. Know your history. Like it would be kind of like like that. Like it's just not appropriate. And I was kind of thinking, you know, keep my like this is a weird example, but it'll make sense. Fight Club, right? People kind of attack Fight Club as don't talk about Fight Club. People talk about Fight Club. It's like, oh, it's this movie that totally glorifies toxic masculinity. And I'm like, well, if you watch the movie, it really doesn't actually. Like, it really 
shows the consequences of that kind of mindset and the dangers of that kind of mindset. But if you saw the trailer for it, you would you might come away thinking, oh, they're glorifying toxic masculinity. Then you watch the movie and go, oh, OK, it's satire on it. It's not taking it seriously. It's asking us to question these things. And it's totally possible that Call of Duty is asking us to question this conspiracy theory. But is Call of Duty the place for that? Am yeah. I expecting Call of Duty to have a commentary on on a conspiracy theory like that? It's just it's weird. It's really strange um, in terms of the game. Holy shit. It looks good, though. Like, yeah. graphically speaking, like, that looked pretty damn fucking good. I was very impressed by that. That must have been the next-gen footage they were showing as well. Oh, and that's a why cross-gen Why would version. it not be? Yeah, exactly. Here, look at the shittiest version of our game we could possibly show you. <laughs> you guys, it's um, going to look really good, but we want to show you the bottom line, the lowest common denominator, just so everyone knows what the shittiest people will be playing. Yeah. Um, Kutaku has a really, really good breakdown of what the Yuri Bezmanov interview or kind of lecture talked about and and how people on the alt-right use that theory to justify their views on the world, essentially. It's a really good write-up. I highly recommend reading it if you wanted to get a um, kind of better view on it. I was I was I was I was gonna put it in the notes and I kind of took it out, but I'm actually kind of glad we're talking about it because I think it's for people to know like it's fucked up that they they did that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you because you're a trusted source and I don't do any of that research. So <laughs> I just knew about it ahead of time. I didn't have to do research. I just, I just knew about it ahead of time. You and your inside. Do conspiracy theories are so much fun, man. Oh, man. So yeah, much fun. I just don't have time in my brain for him. Uh, here's maybe the worst trailer of all time. Literally, maybe the worst trailer <laughs> of all time. The Walking Dead Bridge Constructor. First of all, the <laughs> fuck were you thinking when you decided to make this game? Second of all, it's just this guy walking around a house. It's a live action. This guy walking around a house going, and hearing noise and going, <gasps> and he's walking around with a little Nintendo Switch, walking around, and hears noise, <gasps> and he goes, ah! But it looks like one of those FMV games from, like, the PlayStation um, 1 era. Like, that quality. It does, it's that quality of, of filmmaking, not necessarily the quality of the video. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then it's a bridge constructor game to keep the zombies from getting <laughs> to the other side of the bridge. Whoa, they are they are just kicking that horse. It's um, a shame because I liked the first two seasons of that show. God, that was so good. I couldn't get past season three, but it just feels like they are milking that franchise yep. for everything it's worth. They just did Fear the Walking Dead. Well, not just. It's like six years old now, but that was <laughs> awful. And then they're just now launching another spinoff series. I believe it's this fall, maybe January 2021. What's it's that like, one called? So, I don't remember what it's called, but it's. I think it takes place like before the big outbreak. And maybe it's from the perspective of kids. I can't remember. I, I just remember seeing it and going, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> really? From the perspective of the children, everyone must think of the children. What about the, the children? children? The children. I Ch drug the children and the pudding and the jello. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Bill Cosby. He was found guilty. So I can say all of that. And it is truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, let me, let me, I'm just going to eyeball through this list here. Make sure anything else wasn't worth calling oh fall guys season two content they showed off the new content is going to be um medieval themes so there's going to be like dragon costumes and knights and wizards and all of the levels are going to have like it looks like a, a little 
medieval overlay. Like they've got wooden platforms that are built shittily and all this kind of stuff. Stuff looks like castles rather than the super vivid color pop fruit rainbow sparkles world that it is right now. That looks fun. They didn't really give a date, I don't think, but I was also doing a ring fit workout at the same time because I was starting to lose interest. October, I think. October? I don't gotcha. Know. Still, I don't, really I don't know. I didn't watch the event, so don't crowds. listen to anything I have to say about that because I didn't do my research on that. I didn't even watch the event. I didn't watch the event. Here's another disappointing thing. It's October. Respawn's yeah, Medal of Honor VR game, Above and Beyond, mm-hmm. looks really, really good. And, like, it's Respawn. Titanfall 2, fucking, what's the Battle Royale that they release that Alex plays all the time? Apex Apex, Apex Legends. Most recently, Jedi Fallen Order. And a lot of the team is the same people who, like, did a lot of previous, like, Medal of Honor Frontline, I think, was one of them. But they did some Medal of Honor stuff. And now they're making this VR game that looks like a really dope VR game, but it's only coming to Oculus platforms. Mm-hmm. And now, especially when Facebook is doubling down on you have to have a Facebook account for your Oculus device. It's like, God, I'm never going to play this game. I don't want to. No. No. Son of a bitch. So I think the kind of the consensus of this event from us is underwhelming. Not really anything that was like, you know, amazing. Not a terrible event by any means, but just. Yeah. I've seen worse yeah. at like a EA or a yeah. Ubisoft conference at E3. Yeah. But that's a good transition we, in talking about, like, do we miss E3? Do we wish it were back? Yes. Are we glad 100%. that it's gone? Yeah. I agree with you. I 100% miss <laughs> E3 so much. Why do you miss E3, Holden? Tell me. Because let's just think about E3. E3 always has a few, like, really big, huge announcements. And then some other stuff that's kind of like, hey, um, while you're paying attention to them over here, look at me. Like, I'm a smaller game that you might not care about. Instead, we have all of that spread across three months. And it's, I think, resulted in really boring events. Out Seriously, outside of the Sony event, which is what that E3 presentation was going to be anyway, yeah. what was really a great event? They were all, like, in the C to D range. As opposed to having some... All right, I mean, like, EA shows some cool stuff, a stupid car thing again, but, like, hot damn, that new Star Wars squadron looks cool. Like, God damn it. Even, even if E3 itself drowns and is canceled, Ford will still find a way to get a car on stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just boring. It's really boring. Yeah, I agree. And I, I've, I've mentioned this a few times on the show that it's, it's exhausting. Because oftentimes, especially in Nintendo's case, these things will drop with little or no notice whatsoever. And then it's like, surprise, it's here. Go watch it. And then it's like, yep. I've got I've to carve time out of my day. I've got to figure out, all right. It, and then I get there and it's like, oh, this wasn't worth moving a meeting for. This wasn't worth getting on Discord and chatting with my friends about. This wasn't worth reacting to. Um, mm-hmm. as, aside from maybe one announcement per thing. Whereas E3, it's like you've got five or six days of jam-packed shit. You know at least 40 or 50% of every single day is going to be worth talking about. And so you can yeah. dedicate some time to it. And then afterwards you get all the like follow up extra things coming out from game Informer and stuff like that. You can read about kind of going through the rest of the summer, but I miss it so much. I never want this to happen again. And I know that it likely <laughs> will next year anyway, because of coronavirus and the United States being a piece of shit about it. Um, but I, I, I pray to God 
that Summer Games Bet Fest, sorry, that's our thing, Summer Games Fest and <laughs> IGN Summer of Gaming and all related things stop. I hope that E3 gets its shit together and they offer a digital event. Yep. I want it to go back to that. Even if it's not in person, I need a structured, sponsored digital event with high quality content that I can plan my life around and that I want to watch. 100%. And I think 100%. beyond that, to kind of go to the next question we have here, have these summer gaming events lived up to past years, meaning like past next gen years? We have this, you know, the next gen, all the hype and excitement. I feel like this has been the lamest next gen buildup easily. Yeah. Because again, outside of the Sony event, the Microsoft exactly. events have been pretty lackluster. Now, the Sony Everything event else, not great. stands out as literally one of the best press conferences I've seen live or digital. Like yeah. that that PS5 game reveal event. Like that was so fucking good, which is like a diamond in the rough. But everything else has been like garbage pit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think E3 missing is a big part of this where we go to E3 and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now we finally get to see like all the next gen games that are going to come out as opposed to this year. It's been like, get ready for our next gen game announcements that aren't actually going to be running on the console itself and are actually cross gen titles and may not be indicative of what next gen is actually capable of. Get hyped. Yeah. And then the, and then the disclaimer like, at the beginning really that says maybe just maybe delayed or things might be different due to COVID. It was like, well, why are you even yeah. fucking showing it anyway? Yeah. And I, it's just, it's been disappointing. Next gen is one as a gamer and as someone like, even as a kid who, when I didn't have a game console at the time, I still read game and magazine. I still got into the hype, even though I couldn't play the games. Like I still got yeah. into that hype. And so it's a, it's a big thing for me. It's really cool. It's kind of, there's like a nostalgic element to it. And it's like, shit, now I gotta wait five to seven years for this to happen again. And hopefully that one's exciting. It's almost kind of like, like a big totally birthday. Bummed. Like mm-hmm. the bir- your first double digit birthday. You're 10 years old. Yeah. Or I'm a teenager. Exactly. Or I can drive or I can drink. Like I'm 18. I get to graduate. <laughs> like it's those kind of big events. Like it only happens once or it only happens yep. every few years. And now it's like, we wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> <laughs> and especially with, and this is speculation because we'll kind of see this ends up playing out, but like the whole cross gen, uh, the generationless thing. Like, are we just kind of going to get like new Xboxes? Like, we get new iPhones? Like, Phil Spencer gets on stage and be like, it's faster. And then two weeks later, it's on store shelves. And like, we don't get any of this like hype and build up and excitement. The new games are going to see the, the capabilities. Like, I'm like, this was kind of like the last hurrah. Yeah. And it, it really, it's, it's like a, it's the excitement of a school party. Like we're gonna get everyone get hyped. We're gonna we're gonna have pizza and everyone gets. I think it's the picture online. It's like everyone gets a tiny little sliver of like a quarter <laughs> of a piece of pizza. And like, is this really exciting? Wasn't this worth it? No. I <laughs> I am so privileged that I had pizza I had pizza parties. I'm so privileged I had pizza parties in high school. <laughs> I don't know if that's a normal thing or not, but I did. We had pizza parties if like your class won some scholastic book reading thing, but yeah, it was usually like that too. Yeah. What about you, everyone out there listening with your earballs and your eyeballs and your nose balls and your butt balls and your bottom balls? Do you miss E3? Do we have a? Do, I can't remember whether or not you said. Do we have a bet fest? No, I totally. Let's make on our it. poll this week. Do you miss E3? Yeah. Done. That wraps up our main quest, but before we leave, 
we have Game On Game Show. The Game On a Gaming Show where we play a game called Game On. The Game Show on a Gaming Show. Game, 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 game. Hold in. Chad. This week we've got a returning segment called Now Flesh It Out. Now Flesh It Out. Yeah. We've got two games we need to mash up. Figure out what their mashup might look like, play like, sound like, taste like, feel like, fuck like. We've got three pairs of these games. Let's start the discussion with Watchdogs Legion crossed with Twisted Metal. What does that end game Ooh. look like? Okay. Here's what this is. I, make, I have to include one more thing in here. I'm sorry. I know it's flesh it out. Kind of the two things. Okay. Can, for the first time ever, can I add a third thing that would make this Are like, we doing a Neapolitan now flesh it out? Are we putting strawberry in this bitch? We're putting strawberry. We're putting oh. the Matrix in it. Ooh. Go Yeah. On. So you do your hacker shit, and you're like, I need a car, but like make it an ice cream truck with like rocket launchers attached to it, and you can like do some code stuff, and then the cars start uh. to change, and you can run, drive around the town and just cause mayhem. I don't even care if there's a story in that game. I want to play that. You can just make up car shit, Frankenstein it together, and just go blow shit up across London. Exactly. Okay, okay. I was starting to think of it kind of from the other point of view. Okay. Where it's twisted metal, and you have your, however, six, eight people. It's the destruction derby in the middle of the, the arena, and then you have all the spectators, and every spectator is a playable character. <laughs> and while you're watching the cars to destroy themselves, you can immediately switch to someone in the, the box seats and then you're like, go get a pretzel. <laughs> and a pretzel and an icy and pay $17. Um, you can play as the kid, like, leaning over the, the edge of the thing, trying to get a foul ball, but it's like, I don't know, a carburetor as it flies off of a car. And then he gets so hit this... in the head with a tire and his head flies off. And then, oh, we got to switch to another character. It's like, Chad, why, why isn't your character moving? Oh, no, this is the character that's waiting in line to pee at the arena because it's a really <laughs> long line to get in. We're all waiting it's in really the trough, excited. and I'm feeling really self-conscious about the size of my wiener next to everyone else, and we're just peeing out in the open. <laughs> <laughs> True story. You want to hear a little bit of truth? In real yeah. life, in real life, every time that I pee, I'm not self-conscious about the size of my wiener, but every time that I pee, I give it one tug. Just to like, yeah. just to plump it up a little bit, <laughs> just in case anyone accidentally sees it, they're impressed. <laughs> oh, now you know a little bit about me. Hold on, we have two more pairs of games we need to mash up. The next one is Doom Eternal, crossed mm -hmm. with the Power Rangers. I don't now, know enough about Power Rangers. I'm gonna let you take this one first. I could I could have chosen a specific game like Battle for the Grid or something like that, but I instead decided just the property Power Rangers, Doom Eternal, yeah. and the property of Power Rangers. What I would love to see is like a fighting game where you're just ripping each other apart, like apart. You see, like. Red Ranger and Green Ranger just going at it, and Red Ranger's like ripping the arm off of the Green Ranger and just like putting him up on a chainsaw and meat hooking him and just like beating his head in and ripping him in half and almost kind of like Mortal Kombat with with Power Rangers a little bit. And every time you like defeat enemies, you do this cool like jump in the air and then land on the ground, and then like the enemy just kind of like blows up in this really cheesy like firecracker explosion. Yes. Oh. And then you every go, time it's morphin time. Oh, and then the Megazords. You gotta okay. You gotta bring in the Megazords somehow. 
so there are really big okay so it's a 2d fighting game but also it's a completely different game and <laughs> <laughs> you're running around an arena and you have big bosses and you find other power rangers like oh like like the doom power-ups and you like like not the power-ups you shoot the little doom guys the little bobbleheads around but this time you're shooting them and you're collecting teammates and then you all form a megazord together and you just rip each other apart that's it i just want to see power rangers rip fucking people okay. apart I gotta mention this. It's not exactly related to Doom Eternal. Okay. But as a matter of fact, it's nothing like Doom Eternal. Oh, in the right. Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Oh, <laughs> Strawberry like comes Eternal. in again. <laughs> <laughs> um Legend of Zelda Minish Cap. Minish Cap? No. Um what was it? Spirit Tracks? I think it was Minish Cap. I think it was Minish Cap. Where you'll get like clones of Link. It's not Four Swords Adventure. Like you'll literally get like clones of Link. So that, like, in each dungeon, you get an additional clone. So like, by the time you get to the last one, there's four links so you can kind of control at once. And they can do things like move really heavy blocks or, like, hit four switches at the same time. As long as you kind of position them in, in the right area, there's a boss battle that relies very heavily on the mechanic. Like, each dungeon you go to, you unlock another Power Ranger and you can make an even larger Mighty Morph machine thing. I don't know. I don't do Power Megazord. Rangers. Megazord. It's really dumb machine sounding. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> machine thing sounds cooler than Megazord. Um, um, so you, you get like bigger machine things, and then you can fight bigger demons with that. And then so like by the end of the game, you're you can fight like the biggest demons, and the demons that were big before you can just like flick away, like that. You just flick them. And just flick it. If you're listening to this instead of watching it, uh, Holden is flicking. Middle th- middle finger on thumb, yes. ring finger on thumb. No, middle finger. Yeah. They don't know what my fingers are. Don't have any knowledge of my body, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and you just flick with middle finger to thumb like that. Yeah. And you That's get rid hot. of demons. That's hot. Yeah, one more time. Maybe, maybe the microphone can pick it up. <gasps> Last game. <laughs> Speaking of arousal, Playboy the Mansion, which is a PS2 game. I didn't even know that was the thing. Yep. Playboy the Mansion crossed with a Target store. <laughs> Not a video game. Just a Target. <laughs> what if Playboy the Mansion, the game, got crossed with a Target store? What does that look the like? Only... Crazy. Here's... <laughs> it's just a Target store, except instead of wearing the red polo, everyone's wearing hugh hefner's red smoking jacket that's that's the only, it's the only difference i like where you're going but it, we're bringing back from the early 2000s we're bringing back booth babes from e3 oh, so they're yeah. all dressed as playboy bunnies trying to entice you to play or buy i don't know uh a, a weird knickknack a, a brushed nickel picture frame. <laughs> <laughs> They're luring you into the coffee aisle so you can try that new creme brulee yes. coffee bean concoction that they've invented. Would you like this newest Michael Connolly release? <laughs> Come to the book <laughs> section. I'm a sexy baby. That'd be a weird thing. Like they have restaurants, like the restaurants, like the Hooters, the Twin Peaks, and places the like that. Restaurants. Like, Did you just make that up? No, I didn't make that up. Oh. That's a, that's a term. Um. And uh, I think it might have been this is a long story. There's this like farce, like these guys made these like fake studies and one of them was studying restaurants and they actually kind of published. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's kind of a funny story. Also kind of weird and depressing the same line. Anyway, um, why don't they do like like 
there's a market for restaurants. Not that I go to them. I've actually never been to Hooters Twin Peaks, but like restaurant stores. Seriously, that's yeah. what this would be. It would be a restaurant store. It'd 100%. be a. What would be the term? Because it can't be restaurant store. Because that's like. <laughs> doesn't Brog make any sense. It. But you know what I mean? Brogget. Targ boobs. <laughs> Brogget sounds like a German sausage. Like, oh, we're going to have some brats and some Brogget. Oh, would you like some Brogget? Yeah. <laughs> Great. We nailed it. Great. That's it for Game On Game Show, and that is it for our episode tonight. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for episode 176 of Respawn Aim Fire. Remember, you have duties. You have to go to YouTube, subscribe to us. You have to go to your podcast service, give us a lot of cake. You have to go to patreon.com slash respawnaimfire and uh, get our dope wallpapers that are dropping this week. Um, you also have to play Respawn, I mean Resident Evil 4. Get us your thoughts before this weekend. And then you have two months to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Get it right. Get it tight. Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... That would have been this... Good. You're good. Yeah. You're good. Here's our usual <laughs> sign-off. I, I can't top that. Get it right. Get it tight. Papa John's. <laughs>